0: Back it up, back it up Let's dump this truck Back it up, back it up Let's dump this truck Hello and welcome to Bad Romance, I'm Jordane Searles And I'm Bronwyn Isaac And this week we are doing that other film about a casual relationship that becomes romantic that came out in 2011 That's right. It is friends with benefits from Will Gluck and Will Gluck. Will. (laughs) Will Gluck actually has directed two movies that I really, really like, which is fired up from 2009 and easy a from 2010. So I guess you would think that he would do a really great job with friends with benefits and no (laughs) no this movie
1: what is this like from the first five minutes of this movie i was tired like i like this is an
0: exhausting film yeah
1: the opening scene i was like oh okay this is what we're doing oh boy all right well
0: (laughs) i i wonder if it's just that he had like two good movies in him and then like because he's done since this he's done peter rabbit Peter Rabbit too. he did the, um, the Annie remake with, um, Jamie Foxx and uh, the young lady from, um, beast of the southern world i have not seen that i'm going to assume that that's his last good movie and that the peter rabbit
1: movies are (laughs) yeah yeah i mean Um, it could be just one of those things where sometimes you just have a few good things in you and that's it and but like i'm
0: a big fired up apologist so i i really want to stand for him and of course there's no reason to be an easy a
1: apologist because time has smiled on that movie yeah nobody really needs to there's not an apology to yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but uh so this was movie was
0: written by (laughs) three men uh will glock uh, keith merriman and david a newman and there's a story by credit for nope that's also a man harley payton so i guess with all four of these men (laughs) They could no not. Figure they definitely out
1: couldn't write a female character that I wanted to watch story. for two hours. Like it seems like, easy,
0: like I don't know what like, what happened with ECA. That seems to have been like a lot of luck on their part, because on Will Gluck's part, because there is no woman in this movie
1: except for I guess Jenna Elfman that I actually want to spend time with. Yeah, like even Patricia Clarkson, who I love as an actress, and she was funny. Um, her character is. Yeah. Like her character is like a funny concept. Like, you know, she's this mom who talks about like she likes having sex and she's still fun and she parties, but she's a bad mom. Like that's a character that I normally would want to spend time with, whether I think that they're, you know, a good mom or not. But I think in the context of this movie, even Pat- Patricia Clarkson was exhausting, which says something.
0: Yeah, I think I was way more interested in the fake rom-com that they watch in this movie Star. Oh a- yes, about, absolutely. about Bryce and Madison with Jason Siegel and Rashida Jones.
1: Yeah, I was really invested in that. I'm, <laughs> I'm also a sucker for that. Anytime a movie has a fake movie inside of it or a fake show inside of it, that's just a gimmick that I love. Um, yeah, it's always fun. They're yeah. always
0: having more fun than they're the always having in the more movie. fun
1: than the real. Yeah. Than the real movie. And so, I mean, here we go. We, we, we have Mila Kunis. We have Justin Timberlake. That's here's a mistake already. Um, okay. Just- <laughs> uh, so
0: these two, the best way that I can describe the chemistry between Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake is that they're like, if you took Two Barbies You took a Barbie And a Ken Yeah And you just kind of like Mashed them into each other
1: Yeah and you're like This is like What sex is This is what <laughs> Connection is And it's like No you can't just put Like two hot people And I, You know I will say this Controversial thing I don't really find Justin like No Hot He is not hot I'm sorry um, <laughs> We I, here on
0: the Bad Romance Podcast Do not find him hot Yeah
1: I don't I don't find him hot Um but he does look like a Kendall. I don't find Kendall's hot either. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, and Mila Kunis is very hot. That is just not a question. Um, I, yeah, it's a shame about this movie that
0: does not seem to know what's hot about her.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's Oh God. Yeah, this movie. I, I was saying this before we started recording. I've never been less attracted to Mila Kunis Or like as a human Or just as like a hot person In my life than this movie Like this movie makes her insufferable Yes Um, It's truly next level How annoying her character is Like Justin Timberlake's character is annoying But he's so bad at acting It doesn't even matter that much
0: Oh my God, like, Justin Timberlake. Like, you're
1: just like, okay, sure. But Mila Kunis is trying to be this character, but this character is so badly written that it's almost worse that she's trying. Oh my God. And oh. we have,
0: and we also have Woody Harrelson here saying for realsies, which really, really hurt me. That really hurt my Him feelings. Him saying for
1: realsies? Yes. yes. <laughs> so really, I really... <laughs> Did uh, you write that down? I will never. I really <laughs> hope that you wrote that down so you can remember. <laughs> I will never forget him. To, like that, like I just, I was taken aback. Yeah. Woody Harrelson's <laughs> presence here is so weird. Like I like him. I think he's a funny actor. Um, But he is Justin Timberlake's best friend. He is his gay best friend who will like randomly show up Um, to just be like, by the way, I suck dick. I'm not exaggerating. Like that is fully like what his character. It's
0: 100%. She, and, you know, and I
1: think <laughs> it's because he doesn't feel like... Like it's like he needs to let you know that he's gay because he doesn't know how to just be a gay man. Yeah. Um. And yeah. so the yeah. writing for his character is so cringy, and he's just there to give advice. So it is the trope. He's just there to like give advice, and he'll like show up on a park bench, and him and Justin Timberlake will sit, and he'll be like, you know, you're into like vagina, which is gross, but um, and I'm not into that because I'm into men. But, like, you really got to, you know, open your heart. And and then he, like, disappears. And I'm like, how are you guys friends again? Like, they're coworkers. But their relationship is, like, truly confounding.
0: Yes, it is. And if you heard that weird noise, it was I ordered food and the food came. So so sorry about that. You got to hear L- the lucky door. Lucky
1: for y'all, I talk enough that <laughs> I covered the space. <laughs> uh, you know what? I...
0: I I this idea just came to me. I would have preferred this Woody Harrelson character if he was played by Matthew McConaughey.
1: Oh, yeah. Matthew McConaughey,
0: like <laughs> gay Matthew McConaughey. That's what the so people here need. That's what
1: the people want. He can give and receive some pipe. Like, that's for sure. Um
0: <laughs> actually, he is gay in this amazing film called The Paper Boy, so definitely check that
1: out. Ooh, I have not seen that one. Put um, that on my list.
0: But yeah, there's like a kind of like a, a casual cool guy thing that Woody Harrelson's trying to do that he
1: can't pull off. It's so awkward. and <laughs> and And I do have a chicken egg question with the writing and his acting. I'm like, did he try to add some of these lines to make it more funny, but it makes it worse? Or is this just how it's written and then he's just acting this way? But it's really uncomfortable. It feels like he was copy pasted into this movie from like something else. I don't know what... <laughs> um but yeah. he's yeah he's justin timberlake's buddy um and yeah he his whole presence is so disjointed in the movie
0: i'm like literally l- i just watched this movie pretty recently and i'm already like looking at the wikipedia plot description trying to figure out what
1: happened i mean because this so movie was so unbearable it's to watch so unbearable like it starts out with this like breakup scene um and uh emma stone <laughs>
0: Emma Stone is breaking up with Justin Timberlake, and Andy Samberg is breaking up with Mila Kunis, and all of these white people have should have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, and like, and it's
1: really you know, there's plenty of movies that pull off an intro where there's just a disjointed scene with no context for the characters, and you're like, okay, this is about love, but this one does not do it. The pacing is weird. You feel like you're just thrown in, and there's these two breakup scenes, and you don't really care. and yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter why they broke up. All we know is now Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis are single and the breakups are both so weird. Like, I can't tell if they've been with these people very long because they're just kind of like, anyways, I'm going to go to a show now. <laughs> like, it's just
0: so. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's a jo- Emma Stone is going to a John Mayer show and she's like mad at Justin Timberlake because he's late and she's talking about how amazing he is. In, in 2011, I have trouble with this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, John, John like- Mayer was not at his peak then. Um, so it doesn't, the, the writing feels like, I'm like, was this script in production for a long time and they just like didn't update that line? I don't know. But, um, yeah, she, she is like g- going waxing poetic about John Mayer. And so anyways, you know, our, our protagonist, Justin Timber, like Mila Kunis, who do not know each other at this point are both single on the streets and they're just ready to like, you know, not be in love. Cause love's a lie because that's the takeaway you should have at the end of a relationship. <laughs> um, nothing nuanced, just a real like healthy, shut it down, uh, response. And so Mila Kunis like Decides she's gonna pour herself into her work And she works as a headhunter, aka recruiter And Justin Timberlake is I guess a writer, we're supposed to believe um, Yeah, what does he do? I don't understand w-
0: anyone's job It's in very this movie. weird, because he gets
1: hired for GQ Like, that's how they end up meeting mm. um, And she's a recruiter, and she recruits him And she gets him to move from LA to New York To work at GQ um, But It doesn't really feel like his character is supposed to be a writer. Like she talks about how he has a blog, but then we never hear him talk about writing an article. No. (laughs) He's a writer.
0: Are you fucking kidding? Well, there's
1: so, there's so, so many, um, there's so many movies with people that are supposed to be writers that don't feel like writers, but this one's like next level. Justin
0: Timberlake does not have a bone of introspection in his body. I don't believe that he writes anything (laughs) like that's so weird to me
1: yeah he's supposed to be a writer and she's a recruiter and like basically they meet because she's recruiting him for she brings him out to new york for an interview and they want him and so then she spends a whole evening like taking him out in new york to convince him to move and take this job and for some reason this company like they're like you have until midnight to decide which seems insane that's not how people do it like they might say hey you have like two days you know but that like midnight like this is not cinderella
0: (laughs) oh yeah it was a thing Um, where it's like she had to like sell him on new york and it's so funny to me because Everything that they do and the way that they act and every person that they interact with seems like L.A. It does not seem like oh, New yeah, York Oh, no, yeah, it doesn't feel point. like
1: New York. Nothing about her character feels like New York. Um, no, Mila Kunis has never been a New Yorker. I don't believe that at all. Yeah, it's very... And, yeah, Justin Timberlake's very L.A. And so this is so, I mean, it's this like is so a- extra, but she literally organizes or or, uh, gets them to go to a flash mob and he doesn't know like what it is this flash mob (laughs) talk
0: about dating your movie it is
1: well yeah i mean that did make me laugh because i was like that is a very 2011 2011
0: exactly yeah because
1: there were about three three to five years where flash mobs were a thing and you know people could go online and improv troops would sign up and like go do flash mobs and that was like a thing but that is a very specific moment in time that is over and so it was pretty funny to see that be this big pinnacle moment where he's like whoa like I guess New York's cool um but it, like I don't know. I I thought it was funny because his character, his character's from LA. His character is pretty well off. It's not like his character doesn't know anything about New York. He seemed just like an LA guy who didn't want to live in New York. He's like, Oh, it's loud here. I like my space and then she takes him to a flash mob and he's like you know what (laughs) a flash mob oh yeah a flash mob would make you want to move to new york it wasn't the job itself he wasn't like oh yeah i love this job like i want to work for gq it it was like you know what there are flash mobs so yes
0: there's like so much dumb shit in here like the sean sean white popping up sean white is such a
1: weird addition (laughs) to this movie and another (laughs) thing that feels very like 2011 i barely remember who dude is yeah there's like this scene where um Mila Kunis is this is while she's trying to convince Justin Timberlake to you know choose New York and Sean they run into Sean White and Sean White is like this old friend of hers and then he's like giving Justin Timberlake shit and like pretending he wants to fight him it's like that classic like Bumps into him and like, hey man, what the fuck's your problem? And then he's like, oh, I'm just it's kidding. It's very
0: much like a Neil Patrick Harris in the Harold and Kumar movie yeah, kind of yeah, thing where it's, it's just like, what is going
1: on? And like, and then, and then like after Sean White disappears, uh, Justin Timberlake is like, hey, that was kind of weird, right? And Mila's like, oh no, I mean, he's my old friend. And I'm just like, why? Whoa, what did that add? <laughs> um, so as you can guess, he moves to New York and... Mm-hmm. They decide that they become friends. This is another funny thing to me. That they like,
0: don't seem like friends. That's no. the other thing. I don't. They seem like, you know, they kind of remind me of like rich people friends. Like every once in a while, I have a rich friend and we'll go and we'll hang out and there's a sense of like, oh, yeah, these are my friends. Like, I've known them my whole life. And th- you just don't sense any closeness. I don't know if the money just makes it impossible. It's like, this,
1: it's like yeah, it's like this society. Like, like we're socialites. So, you know, we're friends because we're always at the same um, banquets or Yeah, something. that just
0: seems like, and it's so weird. Whenever they hang out in a scene together, it's so strange because they don't seem like they're hanging out. They seem like very aware of the camera. They seem very aware that they're performing and they seem way too aware that they're in a romantic comedy and uh, and it's every so single part of awkward. it is fucking terrible. And then, uh,
1: I, I'm just going to say like the music and the editing for this movie is awful. Like it's like choppy and forced and weird. Um, but yeah, they become friends, which is so funny that he's like, ah, I'm going to definitely become friends with this recruiter. <laughs> like, I don't know. Have you ever gone to a job interview that has like, that's for a corporation that has like recruiters and HR and all this stuff. And then you're like, yeah, I'm definitely going to just become friends with this random Never like, interviewer. Like In my life. It's so... Never. It also feels not like they shouldn't be allowed to be friends, but it feels like a professional breach. Um, but... So yeah, they become friends, and she's just like she invites him to game nights, which also—I don't know. This is such a bourgeois. I can't. Yeah, she has (laughs) like a game night at her like really expensive Manhattan apartment with random people that we never
0: fucking see again. fucking insane so huge it's just like, like it's like they're rich but they keep on acting like they're not rich like i hate rich people that are pretending like they're not rich just be rich
1: like don't don't wear a tank top you don't know yeah <laughs> just yeah wear, if you like, can afford to dress rich. nice like dress nice like i would wear nicer <laughs> clothes if i could for sure <laughs> like no doubt it's
0: just like in every single time like it, it, it's weird because mila kunis you know in real life very chill loves playing Video games, wears a lot of hoodies and stuff. But for some reason, in this movie, I do not believe that from her. And I don't know what's going on with that.
1: Yeah. And I, again, like, I have so many questions about whether it's just like the writing, the directing, or if it's all of it. Like, I mean, obviously the lack of chemistry with Justin Timberlake is a huge piece, but your like, character does want, not feel believable. Like I her.
0: don't want, I don't want them together. When her mom shows no. up, I don't
1: believe that she knows that woman. No, yeah. <laughs> Patricia Clarkson is her mom who shows up. Um, and basically like Mila Kunis doesn't know who her dad is. So there's on this ongoing joke that Patricia Clarkson has. That's like, about like her dad being ethnically ambiguous and like, I don't remember where he's from. And like, she doesn't remember his name. And it's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You could have just cast somebody who looks like they could be Mila Kunis's mom. You know, like you could have just done that. So as you can guess, uh, eventually this friendship between these people that have no chemistry and are obviously inside of a movie and do not feel like they're ever in New York. um, ends in a night where they're like drinking and they're watching a romantic comedy, the, the meta one. Um, and, and Mila is like, (laughs) she's like the antithesis of Natalie Portman's no strings attached to character in the way that she approaches her own abandonment issues. Like, she's just like, I'm damaged. Like she says things like that. She's like, I'm damaged. I don't really want love and all of that. You know, like, and he's like, yeah, totally. And they're like watching this romantic comedy, and they're both basically doing the, the meta romantic comedy m- emotional moment where they're like, yeah, that shit's all fake. <laughs> then, like this movie, <laughs> yeah, like like this movie that's not even as good as the fake movie inside of it. And oh, and th- what's also his thing?
0: Where is doesn't he have a thing where he? just like talk shit about pilots all the time and he's just like is the planes land themselves <laughs> That's this
1: ongoing bit this is one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is <laughs> is the random bits in movies that don't work <laughs> like where a movie is just trying to have this quirky joke from one character but it never lands I love that I live for that it
0: is so strange
1: yeah it is so strange every time, time just that Justin is talking about it yeah every time he's on a plane he talks to whatever Poor, poor random person is near him I leave this poor pilot just, alone is yeah like, that was my note leave this poor pilot alone and i'll just be like you know it's not that impressive that they're flying the plane because like you know the planes pretty much fly themselves and there's always like somebody else like sitting at the window seat and i'm just imagining them like can this guy shut up <laughs> like can this guy stop fucking absolutely talking. hate justin timberlake
0: in this movie is like that annoying rich guy who thinks that he's more interesting than he is and no one will shut him up because he's rich like that's just it
1: he's oh absolutely yeah he's like oh i just (laughs) i read an article and no one else has read it so let me tell you about it and so so yeah so they end up having sex this night and they and there's this thing where they talk about it like it's tennis you know why don't we just have sex and that's all we do and we just you know and and we, we can't have feelings we're not going to date we're not interested in each other that way but like we're attracted and like wow and she gets out her um iPad and she has a Bible app on her iPad and they put their hands on this Bible app and like swear on the Bible app that they're just going to be friends with benefits um and like this movie just really this may jumped the shark from the beginning but like <laughs> once they introduced a bible app I was like what is that What is I don't what? I didn't
0: even remember the like, bible app even, thank you for remembering I, I that. that down
1: I was like where even <laughs> are we like um what what do these people know of the bible Yeah I was like, <laughs> like, what like what are like, we, we doing we, She doesn't know her dad and we met her mom like she definitely didn't grow up reading the bible like I, <laughs> uh, I truly do not get it So they have sex and there's like a bunch of like montage of them having sex that are like fine i guess whatever um very boring
0: very boring and they're also just like i mean i get it they're all they're giving each other instructions because it's like oh since there's no romance we can just like yeah
1: tell we can just like talk about what we want and like, it's i like, like it like this and i don't do this and, and i mean you, know. you could
0: also just do that in a romantic relationship too
1: yeah like you could just are they? They So they have sex And then it's like obvious I mean we, you know we all know Like okay like they secretly are starting to have feelings But neither of them will admit it um, And then like they, they take each other to the park And they like hit on other people And it's fine And then like Mila Kunis ends up going on dates with this doctor
0: oh yeah brian greenberg is here it's also in like a it's just like why are you here dude <laughs> yeah I don't, why is anyone here <laughs> what her and brian greenberg i don't know why that just it seems so everything It's just about, so random it's like, random and like implausible and i just like and then he And then he like doesn't want to commit to her And she like freaks out Even though it's been like five
1: minutes Yeah they go on five dates And then he doesn't (laughs) want to commit to her And she tells him on the first date That she has a five date rule So she won't have sex until the fifth date And And she also like wants She she
0: says like that she wants a prince charming And I'm just like trying to imagine What grown woman says that? What kind
1: of deranged person says this? If somebody said that they wanted like a princess I would be like I'm blocking you Absolutely Absolutely not. When are you gonna try to kill me What is I going just, on What the fuck is happening Like I just truly do not get it Her I character do- is so annoying <laughs> She just I, has like all
0: of these demands And I'm just like who are you Like why are you
1: so she's important She's like I want a prince charming But also I'm damaged And like uh, also, I don't know but I'm She felt I'm like so a 13 damaged. year old Like her don't she was written like a 13 year old Like except for the like you know The sexual experience and whatnot, But like her emotional maturity and lack thereof oh my was God. so she adolescent. Had no
0: emotional maturity And I was,
1: I was just like, these men that wrote this, woof. <laughs> like, like what did is they this how you wh- see women? Like, what's going yeah, on? I just, like, I know there are so women that are bad. annoying. I know there are women that have some of these traits. But, like, she was just, like, a salad full of horrible ingredients. Um, <laughs> oh and, again, I like Mila Kunis. And she's a great actress. So... This like really pushed her <laughs> like yeah. into a horrible place. I so, yeah, I feel the same way. I just
0: it, it, it's, it's it's really it's really rough to watch her like and uh, I almost just want to blame Justin for it because I'm just like, well, this I mean, is, he what is happened. really
1: bad at acting. He's I don't know really, why it's like people it,
0: keep putting him in things. And so it's like she can't she doesn't have anything to
1: work with. Off of, like, who? I don't. What was she supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, what dynamic is like, like, he just delivers the lines like they're lines. Like, you're so aware that he's acting the whole time. And, And like, so basically we're supposed to believe that she's really broken up and sad about this guy she went on four or five dates with. And it's not that people never get sad after four or five dates. That's, that's normal. But again, we don't really feel chemistry with her and this man. It's just like her having demands and this man kind of being like, okay, cool. And then like, he's like freaked out. Um, and he's just like,
0: I can't be your Prince Charming. And it's just like, it's so weird that we're like, having yeah, this conversation a doctor, like, as adults.
1: Absolutely. Like <laughs> And she's like, I knew it, you're just like all the other men. And I was it's like, just like oh. what is this? So you so you just make this demand of like every man that you meet like immediately. It's absolutely terrifying. And so then Justin Timberlake has to go back um to LA to see his family because his dad has Alzheimer's. And Oh, Richard Jenkins in here. Love a Richard Jenkins. Me too. Um And he is like, Hey, you know what? Like to me, like, cause she's all sad. He's like, why don't you just come hang out? Like my family has a house on the beach. Just like come hang out for a week, you know? Um, which is a sweet move, but it's also again, like y'all are friends who've had sex. So bringing her to meet your family, especially during this vulnerable time for your family is a pretty intense move. Um, but she, she goes with him and surprise, surprise, they end up having sex while they're there and oh wow sex and then justin timberlake starts getting kind of grumpy with her because he's like realizing how much he likes her and he doesn't know how to deal with that and she's kind of like playing dumb like what why are you being weird (laughs) and uh and then richard jenkins is like his dad and he has alzheimer's and it's really sad and i hate that it's in this movie because this movie is so bad and it just feels exploitive and weird um yeah it's supposed to make us like Humanize. yeah, and it's like but oh, all it really does
0: is just make me wish that like everyone was in a better movie.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. And and yeah, Jenna Elfman plays Justin Timberlake's sister and she's great, but but again, it's just a bad movie and and by the way, this movie is almost 2 hours long. So this is It has no right to be. Absolutely it's not. It's so disrespectful that it's this movie so is so disrespectful. Long. <laughs> like like even like just them being with his family is 20 minutes at least. Um and what ends up happening is his sister's very much like, so, like, what's the deal with y'all? Like, you guys are cute. You obviously like each other a lot. And and Justin Timberlake's all defensive. And he's like, no, we're just friends. It's whatever. And then, and then his sister's like, well, I saw you sneaking out of her room. And Justin Timberlake's like, well, we just have a deal we have sex. And Jenna Elfman's like, what are you guys in college? And, of course, there's a shenanigan where Mila Kunis is, like, hiding because she was playing with... Justin Timberlake's nephew who's into magic. So she's like inside of this magic contraption and she can hear this conversation. And Justin Timberlake is like trying to get his sister off his back. So he claims that Mila Kunis is so damaged. um, Oh, I'm trying to remember the line. I didn't write this one down, but like, he has like some dramatic example of how damaged she is. Like somebody couldn't put her back together again. No, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, and it's she so hears stupid. it. Yeah. And then instead <laughs> of talking to him about it, she, um, decides to just get on a flight that night and not tell anyone why. And then she doesn't respond to his calls for a while. And he doesn't know that he heard that conversation, blah, blah, blah. And during that time he gets advice and people are like, don't let her go. And, like, they both get advice. that's just, like, you know, like, somebody this special doesn't come along very often. And I'm like, what special? Like, where is, like, what? Like, what? What is the romance? Where is it? I don't know. Like, you guys are both boring. (laughs) You're so, like, Justin Timberlake's character is just, like, a guy who's rich who wants to explain things to you. And, like, I don't know. Like, I can't believe, I, I truly cannot believe that he's ever written a word in his life, this character. And Mila Kunis is, like. A woman who has the maturity of a seventh grader who's just like yelling about how she's fucked up but also she deserves the world, and it's just like, I don't know, girl, <laughs> I'm out <laughs> I'm, I'm here for flawed female characters, but this is like this is a tone that is so annoying um so uh. They end up together. <laughs> I mean, this movie is truly, and, and we we said this at the end of the last episode, this movie is like the really bad version of No Strings Attached, in our opinion. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> it really is. And I, and I kept on hoping that it was going to be better. Like, I was like, oh, I want to be wrong. Um,
1: <laughs> no, yeah. Like, I yeah. was, you know, and... I don't know. I mean, and of course, the way that they get back together is a flash mob. Oh my god.
0: This is such like <laughs> he like invites her to Grand the, Central and then he gets the like a flash
1: like, mob to show up. This is and the most rich people shit. I know, can you imagine? I, I could, <laughs> can you? Like so it's it's very I don't know. This movie like has it has some good people in it, but then there's Justin Timberlake, and then there's everyone who wrote it. Um, <laughs> they're not gonna listen to this.
0: <laughs> I know, I feel like bad, you know, but like
1: all we, I'm like, it's just like this is just a bad movie. It, it there's is really nothing to like. Every you know, I mean, we give a lot of movies a fair shake that other people wouldn't. So I don't feel bad at all. And if if our podcast ever blows up and people, like, listen to old episodes and, like, somebody that made this movie hears it. I will say, I know that making a movie is a lot of work, so I'm not denying that. I just don't think this one did what it wanted. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um. So watch No Strings Attached instead. Yeah, please watch No Strings Attached instead. This is a No Strings Attached fan uh, podcast.
0: Yeah, I just... I wish there was something to say. I'm trying to think of like another observation that we could make. Um, <laughs> I, I was joking. Oh. Yeah. Um, trying to think. I don't know. Oh yeah. At some point they make reference to a very, very like rich, successful man, like entrepreneur. And they talk about how greedy he is. And I'm 100% sure that they're talking about Jeff Bezos.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They talk yeah, about They are, are see.
0: <laughs> they, they talk about how great Jeff Bezos is in this movie. That's yes. another reason not to like. Yeah. It. There's a
1: scene where Mila Kunis is FaceTiming with um, somebody who works at Amazon. They don't say Amazon, but they're like recruiting. You know, they're using her to recruit someone, and they're like, "Well, we can't tell you the name of our company, but we will say that." We sell the most books online of anyone else. And like. Yeah, yeah,
0: that was definitely Jeff Bezos. Yeah, and,
1: and I was just like, ew. Well,
0: because like they were talking about like Barnes and Noble and they were yeah, talking they were about like, fun book of like going to buy books
1: in real life. Oh my god How dare you my Just heart like go hurt. to a real store like, <laughs> Support your independent bookstores Like these like, people are the enemy Go to Molasses Books I, Go to the I, Strand That's like, when I go realized anywhere. That like it was
0: okay for me To hate go to these books people Because Wonder. they are the, the enemy Like these These are losers Who like literally Hang out and sit On the Hollywood sign
1: Oh for sure Oh my
0: god The Hollywood no, these sign are the people scene That was supposed to be Super funny we're, Oh, oh we're, yeah I think I just, just like Erased that
1: from my brain or <laughs>
0: like Justin Timberlake is afraid of heights and so they, and so a pilot has to come get him and then he like, still is talking shit about pilots. He's a pilot shouldn't a has like, to like, die. Did,
1: did, did a pilot fuck you and ghost you? Like what is going on, Justin Timberlake? Or or like maybe maybe his character secretly wanted to be a pilot and he felt like I don't know. <laughs> yes. uh, truly all of you don't waste your time watching this movie.
0: Uh, I know truly. sometimes
1: we make these movies sound fun to watch because no, when we, when we roast them, but this one's this. not fun. It's not. Oh my
0: God. And they did the, Oh my God. And there was also just this, uh, the, the whole closing time thing where they thought it was by one artist and it ended up being about semi-sonic. I don't even know what, what artist they thought it was. Third but eye blind. I think third eye blind. Like, let me tell you something. White people like, you don't, <laughs> You should at least be able to tell the difference between oh who made a white classic like closing time, third eye blind and semisonic. They don't even sound the same. I mean, these are
1: people who uh, have breakups uh, over John Mayer in 2011. so
0: <laughs> I don't know. There's just so much stuff it's like it's just they, these white these whites are like the ultra whites. Like somebody talked about maxing out an old navy card in this yeah.
1: movie. <laughs> yeah, I i'm a white person and and this is another level <laughs> like, okay
0: but i do have one nice thing to say about this movie jenna elfman um there's a great in there are like two, actually multiple scenes where men are talking about sports and she's like just like talking along with them and she's just like you're men you like sports we get it and i just like i just wanted her to to keep
1: doing. Yeah, no, she like it's <laughs> so funny so cuz I, I did feel like her character was written as a comedic foil and like she's kind of making fun of everyone. She's a sister making fun of everyone. But I also felt like her as an actress, she was just making fun of the fact that she was in this movie and everyone else was in this movie. Um so I mean, I wish we had just had her in more of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you guys, um beautiful darlings. We would love it if you would Leave us a review if you haven't. You don't even have to write words. You could just leave some stars. Stars, we Hopefully love Hopefully, more stars than less. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can find us all over the internet. You can find us on uh, Google Play, Google Play, Stitcher. Spotify, Apple, Apple. Um, we got
0: um, you know, remember our our theme song is by Clutch Douglas. Give yes. them some love on
1: Bandcamp. Absolutely. Um, and we will be back and we will do more movies, and maybe we'll like the next one more. Hopefully. But who's we to, do. Say? who's Who to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? I've been Bronwyn Isaac. I've been Jordan Searles. Goodbye. Bye. Uh,
0: yeah. Back, it up, back it up. Let's go this girl. Yeah, back it up, back it up Uh-uh, yeah, let's go this truck Baby
1: tomorrow